Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Mark B. Jacobs about category leadership, communities of practice, and unlocking a company's ability to scale. Mark Jacobs, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Well, thank you. It's great to be here. I'm super thrilled to have a chance to chat with you today about a topic that I think we're both pretty darn passionate about. Uh, We're going to be talking about leadership and unlocking companies' uh, potential. uh, And we're going to focus specifically on category leadership, communities of practice, and how those can be leveraged to unlock a company's ability to scale uh, over time. And that's an area, of course, that you have a great deal of passion and background in. Before we uh, dive on in, I wanted to share your bio with everyone. And I just wanted to share also, it was was a pleasure just talking with you in the pre-interview, getting to know you a little bit. Uh, We we share some common ground in terms of, you know, our our love for the outdoors and some of those sorts of things. So that was a pleasure as well. Um, and and you, perhaps, you know, that's something you can elaborate on a little bit more uh, for listeners once we get to that point. As we get started again, I'm going to share Mark's bio with everybody. Mark B. Jacobs has spent 30 years in executive leadership guiding major growth initiatives and turnaround efforts using lean manufacturing, Six Sigma, sales and operations planning, category development, leadership development, technology-driven processes, and smart scaling uh, TM, a process he refined and published in 2018. Mark has led recapitalization and startups developing key organizational change agendas and leading their evolution to profitability and achievement of scale. His success scaling midlife companies, uh, the real world experience necessary to define a construct for achieving scale. Working with two other successful seasoned executives, Mark led an initiative to develop and prove out the first business accelerator for midlife companies. That business accelerator for midlife companies is the basis for ScaleWorks protocol. Mark has also overseen and contributed to major educational initiatives, including the Physicians Executive Leadership Institute at Duke University and the National Science Foundation Learning Portal. He is the author of Reality Leadership, a Forbes 2000 book, and the Smart Scale Playbook. Mark is a graduate of Indiana University, where he earned an undergraduate degree in operations management with an emphasis in quantitative business process implementation, and an MBA where he concentrated his studies in accounting and finance. Uh, Mark, again, a real pleasure to have you. Thanks for joining me. Before we launch into the conversation, anything else you would like to share with listeners by by way of background or personal context? Oh, thanks, John. Actually, as you were reading that I was getting pretty bored, I thought to myself, you know, the reality of it is that's just a bunch of whip marks, right? As we went, as we travel through life, a long career, 35 <laughs> years. Ago. But 
Oh, you're, you're very accomplished and, and uh, joining us from beautiful Montana. I'm jealous. Uh, no, Utah's beautiful too. But uh, as I was mentioning to you in the pre-interview, you know, I've ne never been to Montana. So someday I'm going to make it up there and, and uh, you can show me around. No, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. <laughs> Excellent. Well, as we launch into the conversation, I thought perhaps we can um, start with you defining category leadership and you know, really what is it and how is it designed? And then we can start to, to move into what that means for unlocking companies' potential. Uh, great. So um, the first thing is, you know, when people say, well, category leadership, isn't that just another name for niche? And um, what we really look at, what we spend a lot of time researching and designing is what is it that you do differently than anybody else does? And how does that give them a better version of themselves? And that works both for companies doing, you know, business to business transactions, as well as companies that are working in the um, in the consumer markets and companies that are working with businesses that eventually end up selling into the consumer market. Once we define what is it that an organization does better than anybody else to give their constituency or audience a better version of themselves, then we can go and design research to validate that. And that validation is a, a unique type of research that's done by our uh, research partner, the Loyalty Research Center. And the end, and the end goal is to know what are the epics, what are the true value points that make us as an organization, as a client organization, not bigger, faster, less expensive to do business with, but truly different. And the challenge is that it causes business models to change. So once we recognize how to deliver a better version of our uh, of value to our customer, then is the business model we're using the right business model for delivering that. So we may move many of our customers start out as suppliers and they end up in another quadrant uh, as a, a modular producer or, or as an ecosystem. And we can get into greater detail around those, but Educating the team, the leadership team on what that means is the first part of our journey. And um, quite frankly, not everybody is capable of achieving category. Many players should just better, are better off to really cultivate niche. Yeah, well, thank you for that uh, distinction, just, uh, explaining that and describing it a little bit. And I think that is an important distinction to make. Um, let's also talk a little bit about communities of practice. I think those can mean something different, you know, within different contexts. Uh, what do you mean by communities of practice? How can leaders leverage them to help their business? Well, so the, there are actually multiple communities right inside of any organization. And um, without getting academic and trying to cut it up, at the end of the day, how does the the, inter, the community that's internal to the business meet up and support that community that the business is trying to, um, to help grow. In other words, so we have an organization that has capability and then we have this out, out, outward looking client base. What is this community doing to influence the outward looking client base to help them grow? And it's the melding of those two together where, where we create practice areas. And those communities of practice can be around the technology that the customer or that the client the client delivers to its customers. It can be around the user experience. I mean, again, it depends on 
what that category definition is and how we're going to lead that category is to what communities we want to build. And the center point of the community of practice reflects back on some of the educational systems we've developed. To be a, a, a leader in a community of practice, you have to be an authority. How do you create that deep insight? And then how do you create real leadership? Because I'm sure I know I've dealt with people who are authorities in certain topics, and it makes me want to avoid the topic forever, right? So it begins, we'd have to deal with the community or the leadership development side of it, which again, gets back to what you do. And I appreciated getting a chance to look at leadership alchemy and, and your approach. Oh, well, well, I appreciate that. And I think, you know, learning to leverage these communities of practice, uh, it's, it's really a kind of a blue ocean strategy that I think organizations can and should be doing. And it, it always kind of blows my mind when you hear about all these vast capabilities within organizations and how they're not being utilized and leveraged. And people are so siloed and disconnected and doing their own little thing. And, and we need to find ways to bring these communities together if we want to drive sustainable innovation and you know to be, to be able to bring value to the marketplace. Exactly, and that's why the category piece is so important because we don't have that pinpointed. I mean, that's the pointy tip of the spear, right? As long as we understand what it is that we're truly, what we're doing to truly drive value and not, and, and I get worn out by a lot of the consulting speak by unique value proposition and we can go on down the line from there, but what is it that gives the, the, the audience a better version of themselves and how do you become the authority of that and how do you create a community around that? And what we find out is that, look, the, the organization may want to lead the authority practice in the design of this community. But at the end of the day, the question is, how do you draw more information and more capability from those that you're serving so that you can create a synergy? And I think that's where we see some of the most amazing uh, community leadership programs. And I, I, you know, we refer back to companies periodically like like everybody talks about, you know, Amazon, Salesforce, et cetera. But there are a number of organizations that are un that fly underneath that radar that deliver the best medical capability, the best medical practices, the best vehicle experiences. And those are all communities of practice where they've learned to draw information out of the community, format it in such a way that we can say, look, those are unique propositions that we have to absolutely be the best at understanding and communicating. And then they unlock this creativity outside in the rest of the world that then the, these community of practices are able to bring back in and, and process. But the focus always becomes, what's the category we're gonna lead with this? Otherwise it becomes interesting and we lose focus or it becomes political or it becomes so siloed that then we start to splinter. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? 
What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. All, all of those elements are, are major challenges to successful, um, you know, leveraging of, of these communities of practice for sure. Uh, let's let's now connect. Right? It, it absolutely does. So let's now connect these. Um, how does this category leadership, communities of practice, the, the, you know, our, our focus on this uh, approach to leadership, how can we leverage that then to really unlock, and I love that term, how do we unlock a company's ability um, to drive sustainable scaling sustainable success in the long well, term. Well, we created a protocol for that and we built it and people are welcome to take it or please do go to the website and take a look at the model. But we did a two, we created a two access model that said, look, on the audience to community build side, which we we then termed out as the Y axis. And for you mathematical geniuses, you're gonna know that we've got the X and the Y mixed up. But look, we're trying to portray information, not solve an equation. So if, as we go through understanding the audience, defining the category, becoming an authority in that category, and then crafting a community of practice, we said, well, that's all really interesting and we appreciate that, but how do you do it? And we said, well, first thing is you apply going across the x-axis, you apply technology, you build a user experience and you give that user experience enough legs and, and meat that it can be um, it can be customized to the individuals who are in the community. And we've created a series of steps that are involved in each of, if you look at that, it becomes quadrants and steps. We've devised a series of, um, of activities which may or may not be serial, depending on the organization, but they're all driven by this, in, this understanding of the audience, which is the core of how do you create that community of practice. And um, to pull all that together, you can take a look. We've written that book that you mentioned earlier, but we've also got some information out on the site. What we find though, John, is the most important thing is it's actionable because what killed me as a younger person was first I got into total quality management and then we ruined that by driving it to the point where it was just uh, decreasing returns instead of increasing returns. Then we got into new ways of marketing. And then we finally said, well, here's how you scale. And it never fit together in a process that a, a, a midlife company, which is what we're interested in, could follow. Uh, it, it, it became something other than leadership by the next article, but rather a total process and an evolutionary path. So while we've been talking about two uh, dimensions of the process, the reality is it's, it's a holistic approach to life. Yeah, and we need more of those holistic approaches uh, for sure. Uh, so I really appreciate that description. And I, 
as listeners are are hearing this conversation, I'm sure they're they're wondering about you know what what does this mean specifically for them, and I'm sure they appreciate the actionable element that you're just describing uh, because. On the one hand, it's nice to have nice conversations about interesting topics and explore ideas, but you know, we, we do this because we want to, to help our organizations be successful. We want our people to be able to, to find um, fulfillment and, and satisfaction in their work and to drive higher performance and success for the organization. So ultimately everything we do needs to be actionable. Um, if you were to tell listeners today, like the first three things they need to start doing if they want to be their mid-life companies wanting to scale, how can they leverage what we've been talking about uh, to start moving in that direction? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing is look at who your audience is and ask the question, what is it that I could be doing differently that gives those audience members, not just our customers, but those audience members a better version of themselves? Then understand those customers in your audience that are your most valuable. And we we prefer to call them loyal the most loyal and then so take the first set of information what can i do to make their life more or give them a better version of themselves and then take those loyal customers and go ask them is this something that's valuable to you don't ask them what they want because they're just going to tell you how to be better at running your business but ask them if these things are interesting to them and if they are now you've got a core from which you can say, what, what category would that be if I could deliver this to them? And then you can build the process out yourself. Or if it seems like you need some help, you can call us. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, Mark, I, I know you're on a hard stop at the top of the hour. So I wanna be respectful of your time. Uh, and I really do appreciate uh, the conversation. But before we close, I, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about uh, your organization, um, you know where they can find your book, et cetera. And then give us the final word on the topic oh, for today. Oh, great. Well, thanks, John. So first thing is please visit our website, ScaleWorks. It's S-C-A-L-E-W-E-R-K-S.co. You'll see the publications are on there. But more importantly, there's a, 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 a tool that you can, um, it's an assessment take it. And um, we'll give you a call. It asks for your email at the end of the assessment. We'll give you a call and we'll show you graphically where you are in your ability to scale your midlife company. And that'll give you some actionable things that you can do. And that'd be our gift to you for, for joining us and listening to the podcast. So, but thank you very much, John, for having, having us on today. Excellent. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, check out the website. Um, you know, do this this free instrument figure out um you know where you can go to get started and mark any any final word on the topic for nope, today just uh be happy enjoy take a look <laughs> at your business it's not as hard as it, it it's not as hard to grow it as everybody's telling you it is <laughs> yeah and you know i appreciate that because I, I repeat, I find myself, you know, repeating myself often. And one of the things I repeat over and over and over again is it's really not rocket science. A lot of what we're talking about, it's, it's not rocket science. It is though, it has to be deliberate, deliberate. It needs to be thoughtful and we need to take time to ask ourselves these questions and to self-reflect, see where we're at. Uh, if we want to move forward, you know, in, in a, 
in a thoughtful yeah. way. With and, the model that you can take a look at and not get confused by all the data that comes flying at you, but a very a precise approach to an into an imprecise procedure. Yeah, absolutely. No, no doubt that things are messy and things are complicated. Uh, it's it's not like easy, but it's also not rocket science. And as long as you take us uh, a structured, systematic approach, uh, which which your organization offers, you know, then then that can really help. Um, yeah, it executes people, leaders, and organizational leaders to to move into the next level of scaling and development of their organization. And boy, does it become well, again, fun when that starts to happen, doesn't it? It, it it is that's yeah that's that's the joy in business for me you know is seeing the development and the growth of the organization itself but also of the people within the organization who, who make it. up the organization yeah, who make and that. that's that's what it's all about yep no i agree with that all right well thank you very much and um i look forward to seeing you up here in montana or i'll be knocking on your door down there in utah Thank you. Thank you. Again, listeners, reach out, get connected with Mark. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that they can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.